here and welcome back to my podcast, Pilates Policies. I am so excited to have you here listening and I hope that 2023 is off to a great start for you. On today's episode, we'll be discussing current issues surrounding voting and election day in the United States. As always, I will not share my opinions on these issues, but I will be sharing some personal experiences and predictions. The 2022 midterms were about two months ago, although it feels like yesterday, and that was my second time voting. So let's talk about some of the experiences that surround Election Day. As I mentioned, the midterm election in November was my second time voting. However, in the midterms, I voted by mail because I attend college outside of my home district. And let me tell you, I was so sad to find out that when you vote by mail, they do not send you a sticker along with your ballot. I love that voting sticker that you get on election day. And honestly, who doesn't? So I was really interested to see if the stickers in any way affected voter turnout on election day, because we as humans love incentives. And while I didn't find any evidence that the stickers boost voter turnout, it does seem to make people more enthusiastic about their civic engagement. When you go to school or work on election day, you'll see people proudly wearing their stickers. On social media, you'll see celebrities and politicians posting their stickers and encouraging others to vote as well. While this really isn't a policy issue surrounding voting, I do think it's a fascinating topic and I just love the I voted stickers that they hand out at the polls. Maybe someone important will hear this and start sending them with mail-in ballots because that would be awesome. Speaking of mail-in ballots, those have been a topic of contention when it comes to voting, especially in the last presidential election. One of the main arguments against mail-in and absentee ballots is that they are easily subject to fraud and could thus illegitimately shift the outcomes of elections. If you think back to after the 2020 presidential election, part of the reason that there was not a peaceful transfer of power was due to the fact that President Trump believed the election was fraudulent, partially due to the amount of mail-in votes. Those against mail-in voting say that putting ballots into the care of the U.S. Postal Service is dangerous and makes them subject to fraud. A reporter from the Public Interest Legal Foundation said that from 2010 to 2020, there were 28 million mail-in ballots that went missing or were misdirected. Critics also argue that when ballots are moved with the Postal Service out of the watch of election officials, that it will cause, quote, chaos and delayed results that could thus be questionable. There is also an argument that mail-in voting favors the Democratic Party in elections. However, recent evidence shows that mail-in voting does not give either party an advantage in elections. In fact, researchers from the National Academy of Sciences have found that mail-in ballots closely mirror the results of in-person voting. Even though absentee ballots have increased overall voter turnout, neither party had a significant increase in votes. Thus, on Election Day, even if you see increased total votes, proponents of mail-in voting say that this does not imply a change in the outcome of the election. 
In regards to the claims of fraud, absentee voting supporters say that while there may be a few cases of fraud with mail-in ballots, the number of cases is not significant enough to influence elections. According to an analysis done by the Washington Post, out of 15 million mail-in votes from 2016 and 2018, there were less than 400 possible instances of a vote cast for a dead person or double voting. Additionally, many argued that the possibility of a foreign power submitting fraudulent mail-in ballots is extremely unlikely when the standard election precautions are in place. Furthermore, many argued that mail-in fraud is about just as likely to happen as in-person voter fraud. Even though debates are ongoing about mail-in voting, I do think it's here to stay. It has increased voter turnout and made voting more accessible, especially in the age of the COVID-19 pandemic when some are still wary to gather in person to vote. The accessibility of voting has also been a recent topic of debate. Although many voting requirements of the past have been eradicated, there are still some requirements that could suppress the votes of certain groups of people. Many argue that when a photo ID is required to vote, people of color, younger voters, and those less likely to have identification will not be able to easily vote. Additionally, if polling places require a physical street address in order to vote, groups such as Native Americans who live on reservations and those who use P.O. boxes will be discriminated against. However, it seems as though identification requirements may not drastically change anytime soon because they are often used to combat the possibility and claims of voter fraud on election day. Another recent issue regarding election day is the fact that in the U.S., election day is not a federal holiday. Many argue that this may be suppressing voter turnout if people are unable to cast their vote due to work or school. A possible solution is the introduction of early voting, which surged in popularity during the pandemic. However, each state gets to create their own rules for early voting, meaning the length and location of this voting style will vary. As a college student, I saw firsthand the effects of still having classes on election day. Some professors did cancel class on their own, but I talked to one of my classmates who went to the polls at 6 a.m. so that she could vote before her classes. I also remember as a kid, my dad would take me with him to the polls really early before he dropped me off at school and went to work. Now, people such as my father and my classmates who are dedicated to voting have adapted to Election Day not being a federal holiday, but there are still many who fight for this to be implemented. For example, some people cannot afford to take time off work to go to the polls and vote, and some people work 24-hour shifts, or they live really far away from their polling location. However, I'm honestly not sure what will happen in the future with this issue. I do think that many people, especially younger voters, really like the prospect of having off on election day, and I do think turnout would increase because of this, but who knows if it will change in the near future. From stickers to mail-in ballots to getting to the polls on election day, one thing's for sure, voting is no small feat. I remember I was so excited to vote for the first time back in May, and I was just as excited when I voted by mail, despite the lack of a sticker. I encourage you all to please vote in every election. Your vote does count and it matters. Make sure you know your state and district's rules and request an absentee ballot or change your registration if you need to. That's all I have on today's topic.
Thank you so much for listening. You can listen to all of my episodes on Spotify under Pilates Policies or head straight to the link in my Instagram bio. My handle there is P-I-L-A-T-I-S dot policies. I truly appreciate you being here and listening to my show. Happy New Year and check back next time for more of Pilates Policies.